Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. That's right, it is The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live Larry Schmiller, Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, right here in Sandy in the Automall, 10905 South Automall Drive. Come by and grab some jazz gear, not to mention uh, great deals and a, a terrific dealership. Uh, here to help you, you can save up to $9,000 off new Jeeps, up to fifteen grand off new Ram trucks. Uh, you can get the uh, 2009 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab 4x4, save up to $15,000 off MSRP. So come on out and see us. Gordon, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, Boise State and BYU and their showdown coming up this Saturday. Let's get out to the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He makes the magic happen at the Idaho Statesman. He is Ron Counts with us on the Big Show. Hi, Ron. Thanks for a few minutes. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Hey, uh, start off kind of big picture. Tell us about this uh, this Broncos team. We know they got that big win in Florida State. Uh, they're in the driver's seat right now for that uh, G5 bid to a New Year's Six game. Uh, are they as good as their resume? You know, uh, this is a team that just has depth all over the field. I mean, you, you look at their receivers. John Hightower is a cut above the rest of the guys, but he but he's just one of four dudes that just are, are just a, a really dangerous threat every week. C.T. Thomas, Achillean Butler, Shakir, uh, uh, Khalil Shakir, all three same kind of body types, all kind of slot receivers, very fast, kind of interchangeable. You look at the quarterbacks; they've played three guys, and there's been little to no drop off. Hank Bachmeyer, obviously the freshman, huge talent. You know, his future is very bright. Chase Cord, Jalen Henderson, both guys that have been around, they know the system, they're both athletic, they both know how to come in and perform, and they've done that. Then you go to running back, George Halani and Robert Mahomes. I mean, those two guys, you know, they, they make a heck of a one-two punch, and they've been tough to deal with. So if you ask about their resume, yes, I'd say because of their depth. They're deep all across the field. So a question for you. BYU has struggled to stop the run. That's an understatement. Are the Broncos going to punish them for that uh, fact? You would think so, and you're right. You know, BYU ranks 123rd in the country in rush defense, and I mentioned it. Robert Mahomes, George Halani, you know, both those guys are physical runners. They're downhill guys. We saw it last week, especially with Halani. Anytime he got near the goal line, he was running over somebody. He was leaping over guys. So I think the Broncos definitely do want to come in and kind of lean on that running game more than they have in the past. How does Boise State and and their fans uh, feel about this series with BYU? Does it continue to be a you know a, a, a positive? Is it uh, you think they view it as a, as a rivalry almost? Oh, absolutely. It's one where all the players say you throw the records out. You know, it doesn't matter who's ranked where. It doesn't matter whose defense is better than whose. Both teams are going to come out. They're going to give each other their best shot. It's a pride thing. You know, these schools are so close together. So many players know each other on the rosters, and they don't want to lose to that guy. So, absolutely. It's definitely one that they circle on the calendar every year. 
So how do you anticipate this game is going to unfold? Do you see points being scored, a lot of them? Do you see uh, some moments of futility on offense on both teams? How do you think it's going to go? Mm, that's, that, that, that's a tough question. Uh, you know, I, I think Boise's passing attack is going to be tough to deal with. We already talked about BYU's struggles against the run. So is there a chance that Boise comes out and, and kind of blows the BYU out of the water? Sure there is. Is that going to happen? Who, who knows? You know, these guys could come out and, and BYU's defense could play, play an inspired game and it could come down to the wire as it has in two of the last three years. So it, it, it's hard to say. I think Boise's offense definitely has an edge up. You know, I, I don't think there's anybody on that defense that can run with John Hightower or C.T. Thomas for that matter. I think whether it's Hank Bachmeyer or Chase Cord or Jalen Henderson at quarterback, they're all capable. They all have the respect to their teammates. So, uh, you know, B- BYU has an edge, of course, but who knows? Uh, we are uh, we're talking with Ron Counts of the Idaho Statement Statesman, talking a little Boise State football. And, and Ron, one thing that has uh, kind of amazed me about that program up there is they've, you know, over the course of the last 20 years or so, they, they'll lose coaches that have done a terrific job, whether it's, you know, Coach Pete or, or Dan Hawkins or Dirk Cutter, and they'll, they'll go somewhere else. And yet Brian Harson is another one in the line that has managed to, to keep that program performing at a high level. I guess my, my question is, what's the what's the secret what have they discovered up there at boise to to keep this run going for so long uh, if i knew that i'd bottle it and sell it i you know <laughs> I, I have no idea there you know there, there's obviously tradition here i mean this this program has won for so long they've been bowl eligible for 22 straight years now they've got the iconic blue turf you know there was the fiesta bowl in 06 when they beat oklahoma it's just there's been so many Times and so many, you know, moments in this program that are just seen worldwide, and I, I think I think that helps. Uh, you talk about, you know, Coach Harson. He, he's a guy that you know it really really treats his players like they're his children almost. You know, the, the guys talk about how tight knit a family it is in Boise State, and 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 Coach Harson is very very protective of his guys. So so I'm sure that makes it easier for parents to send their children here. But but yeah, I mean this this program is definitely clicking. They, they just got another commitment today from a, a wide receiver out of Texas, Latrell Cape who's a, a, a kind of a six foot 185 pound slot guy very speedy um, so yeah man they got this thing rolling who do you see as the greatest competition to the Broncos in the Mountain West this year mm, that's uh, well you know looking at the rest of their schedule you know it, it, you got to say Utah State I mean that, that that's a program that just you know is it, just solid all around um, but you know it's a good question. I'm not sure anybody's going to catch them. You know, I, I actually thought Hawaii would give them a little bit more of, 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 a, of a fight than they did. Um, yeah, you know, I, I honestly can't answer that one for you. Ron Counts with us from the Idaho Statesman, and uh, we know uh, from watching Boise so much over the years that they don't beat themselves, they don't make a whole lot of mistakes, always well coached. Is there a particular area with this team that is that might be vulnerable to BYU or that the Cougars might be able to exploit? Well, you know, uh, the offensive line has had some struggles this season. Uh, they've had a few injuries. Um, but I, that, I guess that would be the area that I would say. Hank Bachmeyer has definitely taken some shots. Some of that has been him holding the ball. He, he is a freshman. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if BYU can come out and get some pressure in, in the quarterback's face, that, that's an area probably where I, I would say. 
Um, red zone offense hasn't been particularly great for BYU this year. Uh, you know, th- th- they were better, obviously, against Hawaii, but they struggled with that in the, the, the two previous games. Uh, so there was a little bit of inconsistency there. Um, the running game really hasn't been totally consistent this season. You know, they've had a couple of good performances last week, probably being their best. Um, so maybe that's an area. But you know, I, I think that passing game that, B- that Boise State has is just gonna is just gonna gonna, gonna overwhelm BYU. It, it's just gonna be t- it's gonna be tough for them to run with those receivers. That's interesting that you brought that point up with the offensive line because BYU has really struggled to put pressure on opposing quarterbacks. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is not a strength of the team. So the fact that Boise might have a little bit of a weakness there, uh, it might be a wash from that perspective. It very well could be. And then it comes down to it's going to come down to that defense. You know, which defense can make a play, which defense can capitalize on the on the the opposing offenses and stake. Did you see the BYU-USC game? I did not, no. In that game, BYU, we wondered whether BYU is going to try and pressure, put pressure on the quarterback or whether they were going to drop back into coverage. And in that game, they very successfully dropped back into coverage. Would that kind of scheme work against uh, uh, Boise State? It potentially could. You, you, you know, you look at it. You know, obviously the, the million dollar question right now, Boise State's just like at BYU is who's going to play quarterback. Uh, Bachmeyer yeah. took that huge shot last week at Hawaii. You know, he, he he hasn't really practiced this week as far as we know. He looked real. He looked in a lot of pain. You know, right after taking that hit. So you know, you look at that. Maybe he plays. If he does play, you assume okay. He's a freshman. You know, maybe a freshman isn't the best at sitting back in the pocket and dissecting a defense and going through his progressions. So, so theoretically, yes, that can work against Hank Bachmeyer. But when you put Chase Cord or Jalen Henderson in there, you've got two very athletic dual-threat guys. And if you're a defense that sits back in a zone against a guy like Chase Cord, he's going to pick you apart. He's going to pick up four yards of carry all day, and it's going to be a boring game. But, boys, just going to run it down their throat. Ron, thank you very much for a few minutes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for a little insight into the Broncos. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Ron. Ron Counts, he covers Boise State for the Idaho Statesman. So let me ask you the same question I asked him. How do you think this game is going to go? I think Boise is going to score a lot. And And you think that, like he was talking about, the quarterback situation is going to slow him down? Uh, the Boise's quarterback mm-hmm. situation? No, I don't think it's going to slow him down much. Of course, both teams have had issues in that regard, staying healthy at that position. But does does Boise? I mean, they've they've I guess had an issue uh, staying healthy. That that's true. But I mean, you heard him talk about it there. The the step down to Chase Court is not. I mean, there's not a whole lot of fall off right. there. And he talked about the weapons around him. That will be a challenge for BYU to deal with. However, USC had some pretty good weapons as well. I think Boise is going to run the ball a lot. I mean, we can get caught up with with Chase Cord, and we can we can talk about how well Boise has passed the ball. I mean, they passed for 315 yards against uh, against Hawaii, but they also ran the ball for 203 yards against Hawaii. Yeah. I think I I don't know how any of BYU's opponents uh, left on the schedule can't look at the first part of this year and go, okay, well we're going to run the ball. We're going <laughs> to run the ball a lot, mm-hmm. and if somehow 
they figure out a way to slow us down, maybe we'll mix in a play-action pass or two. But we're going to go out there, and we're going to run the football, and we're going to take, take away their will. And you said that from the beginning with the Trojans, that that's exactly what they should have done, and they did not. No. And so that soft defense that BYU's been running has been effective. The, the problem is, is they've kept that soft defense because it works so well against USC, and it doesn't work well mm-hmm. against other teams that actually have a, a, a brain to realize, wait a minute, maybe we should run on these guys. <laughs> well, we certainly saw that late in the game against South Florida. I mean, those guys were running the football at BYU. What a, that might be the single most hopeless feeling of any uh, feeling that uh, 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 a football team can have. If you can't stop a team from running the football, what do you got? You're going to lose. I mean, that's, I mean that's, and that and that goes beyond just the scoreboard because obviously a great high scoring attack you're going to see the numbers go like pinball machine all that sort of thing, but when you are when you're a football player and you can't stop the run you are, I mean it's almost like an insult to your to your toughness it's an insult to your being a grown man right and well, so there's a mental toll that is exacted when you can't stop that it's like hey you look you come off the field and you look over at your coach and say there's nothing we can do well there's there's a reason that alabama has always been a a run team there's a reason that kyle whittingham's number one goal in every game is to to stop the run because that is the easiest way to win a football game well, I if thought you, that was Kalani's philosophy, too. Well, if he doesn't have the guys to do it. Well, that's a bit of a – that gets back to what we've been talking yeah. about this week, about what what are the issues in BYU's football program right now. They don't have enough players. And I, I hate to say that because these are college kids that are out there trying real hard. Well, they don't have the – they don't have enough players, Jake. That's it. That is, and then you can you can trace back from there. Okay, well, why don't they? And you can take the dissect the whole thing that way. But right now, on the field, they don't have enough players. They did have enough players against USC, though, on that given night. Oh, and and Tennessee too. But I I don't know. Well, they had more players because there were more guys healthy earlier in the season so I, i'm not i'm not discounting the point but the but everybody has but those issues you B- know south florida has those issues no yeah. but but i guess my point is is that byu beat usc because they played their best game and usc did not those yeah. players that they had and they they had a great scheme against usc their defensive scheme worked incredibly well and usc's scheme was was garbage because they didn't even realize what was in front of them and they kept trying to ram their head against the against the wall. Their their Graham Harrell offense wasn't working against what what BYU was bringing to the table. Oh, so that's what this really comes down to: is your preseason thought that SC was making a mistake by uh, putting this kind of offense on the field? Because it's the reason that you were just talking about. If you can run over a team, <laughs> then you do it. <laughs> Because okay. it demoralizes the other team, and it's the easiest way to win a football game. If you have the capability to just run a team over, you do it. I mean, Jake Woody Hayes Scott here on the show. Now, sometimes it's not possible, and so you have to do other things. But you know, I mean, if you're if you're USC, where you're going to have the best line in the conference and the best running back every single year, then why <laughs> on earth wouldn't you just try to run everybody over like the good Lord intended? <laughs>
<laughs> is that what he intended? <laughs> so this is what Jake essentially says. He, he gathers his football team in the locker room, and he said, Fellas, when you pass the ball, three bad things can happen and only one good thing. So we're not going to do that. Nope. I know, Lavelle, your name is on the stadium, but wherever you are, hear me out. Do not pass the football. <laughs> and then I tell my uh, I tell my quarterback and I'd say, hey, guess what? You're going to look really, really good hitting open receivers because everybody's going to have to sell out to stop the run. <laughs> Why do you think everybody thought Matt Leinert was good when he was? I mean, he was he was good, but he didn't turn out to be the world beater, right? It's because everybody playing USC put everybody in the box because Reggie Bush and Lindell White were amazing. <laughs> They sudden, were pretty good. And all of a sudden, Matt Leinert's throwing against single coverage all day long because you got to sell out to stop the run. Speaking of Football's selling out, didn't, didn't all those really good players have houses for their families? Still Probably. And, and But your Lavelle, your Lavelle thing is a great point. BYU had to figure out a way in the 80s where they were even in the playing field. They, they the were, 70s. The 70s. They, yeah. were, they had forethought. They were ahead of the curve, and it, it helped them to become good. But the point is is that teams that, that football is a simple game, and the same thing has been working for a lot of years now. <laughs> and if you can do go. it, you should Every, do it. Jake Scott's going to take football back 50, 60 years. Those were the good old days, huh, Jake? I'm telling you, Alabama <laughs> runs the ball. They win national championships. They get cute with Tua last year, and look what happens. <laughs> I want to remind you about our friends at Syringa, Verizon, and XO customers. If you were recently notified that some of your telecommunications services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks, Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call today, 385-420-8221. The number again, 385 420 221 at Syringa Networks. When Seattle called for that pass play in the Super Bowl, that must have just driven you insane. Me and the rest of the <laughs> rational world. Me and the rest of the sane people. <laughs> you want nothing but student body left, student body right. If it works, there's no, I you mean, want the freaking Pony Express. I want if you have Marshawn Lynch and you're on the stinking two yard line, I want you to hand him the ball so you can win the game. It's easy. Was Mike Dicka oh, a genius, or, or did he tell his offensive coordinator, hey, hand it to Walter Payton? Which they didn't do in the Super Bowl. Even the fridge got a touchdown. You understand my point. You don't, we get you don't it. Have... Tony's a Bears fan. It's uh, Look, it, it, it's true in some cases, and in other, it's not true in every case. Sometimes you don't have the personnel to do that. Sometimes and, you don't. And sometimes you have a great quarterback and some great receivers, and you can go ahead and do it that way, too. Just check the NFL. But if you are at, in college, you have the collegiate version of Walter Payton, I know. Let's go ahead and implement the air raid so we don't <laughs> give them the ball. That's a great idea. Good idea, guys. You and Troy Taylor really agreed last year, didn't you? No. That was the problem. They have Zach Moss, and it's like, I know. Let's give him the ball nine times a game. You might have been able to pick up in this discussion that Jake has a real issue with uh, passing offenses when uh, when they've got personnel for a run game. I, I do. That is that is true. You and Kyle Whittingham are like 
children separated at birth, huh? I mean, if, you, if you're the, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, you don't bring everybody together and goes, guys, we're scrapping the offense and we're going to a strict post game. Hey, Draymond, back somebody down. That's what we're doing. We're well, slowing the, it down. That's the football version of what you're calling for. It's interesting that you pick that as your example for basketball because they do the other thing. You know it's a different sport, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's like all you a have, boring, boring sports. If you have you know, a boring approach to every sport. If you have Steph Curry, you don't you you don't go to him and say, "Hey, are we we don't want you shooting the three. <laughs> okay, I think we understand. Well, even though that was a bad example. You know, every time every time you come up with a bad example, I'm just gonna, you know what? That was a bad example. <laughs> Uh, coming up we next. We get your point. And if you do have the personnel, we understand why. You know, there was a period of time there after the wave of passing uh, offenses in college football where when people would say, yeah, we're going to pass the football a lot, it was almost like an admission of guilt. You know, you might as well have said, well, we don't have the personnel we need, so we're going to throw the football. Remember that? That was probably in the 90s. Same principle still applies. <laughs> okay. Run the ball, win football games. Uh, coming up next, Hode Rabino of Devil's Digest will preview Utah, Arizona State right around the corner live. Larry Schmiller, Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy. 109.05 South, Automall Drive. Still have some jazz gear for you, not to mention great deals, great service, fantastic dealership. More coming up next on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Time to bring in Riley Nelson, BYU football radio analyst. Do you think that the administration and even beyond that to the folks who run the school in Salt Lake need to make a greater commitment, whatever that entails, to BYU winning football games? The short answer to your question is yes. As you look around the landscape of college football, if they want to be successful at the level that they've been successful in the past, it's going to require greater commitment because it is an utter arms race. Now, actually putting that forth, I don't know what that entails. And I also don't know what the likelihood of it is. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Joe Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Fantastic rates, free car washes, 24-7 shuttle services. Detail, oil changes, and glass repair while you're away. Diamond Airport with the best rewards program in Utah. Only airport valet service in Utah. Park right and save just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Diamond Airport Parking. We're live. Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. Out here in the Sandy Auto Mall, of course. Uh, we're going to talk to Hode Rabino coming up here momentarily from the Devil's Digest. In fact, uh, he's ready to roll. So let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. As I mentioned, uh, he works for the Devil's Digest co- uh, covering Arizona State. He is Hode Rabino with us on the big show. Hode, thanks for joining us. What's up, man? Not much. Thanks for having me, guys. 
Hey, so we've we've got to ask you this before we get started because one of my uh, my favorite press conference moments, maybe of all time, was when uh, Herm <laughs> Edwards was was introduced, and uh, I I'm hoping it was you who asked the question, and he didn't seem to to understand uh, the mascot of Arizona State. Was that you? Yes, it, it was it was me. I was uh, fortunate enough to ask the first question of the press conference, and I think uh, that's why Herm Edwards wanted to uh, set the tone and break the ice. Uh, he said that he was totally joking about it and that he was recruited by legendary Arizona State coach Frank Cush back in the day. I'm sure there were some folks uh, back then that thought that here's Herm Edwards, a, a 63-year-old coach that hasn't coached in the NFL in nine years, just being out of touch and what have you. But he, he, he was totally joking, and that's his personality. I believed him then. I believe him now if, if he told me again that he was joking about it. And that was just uh, a nice viral moment for me, if I, if I don't mind saying so. But uh, <laughs> definitely uh, was the uh, peculiar introduction to uh, Herm Edwards and Arizona State football program. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah. Peculiar is a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hode, what has Herm done to, 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 to move this thing forward? Because, as you mentioned, a lot of people wondered whether that was something that he either had the desire to do or had the ability to do while well, he's doing it. Well, I just think that uh, there was a time when Todd Graham replaced Dennis Erickson here in Tempe that the program needed that iron fist, if you will, to clean up all the bad elements of this program and move it forward. And to Todd Graham's credit, he did great in his first three years, uh, won 28 games during, during that stretch or won a, won, won a Pac-12 South. But when things started going south on Todd Graham, he still kept the same approach that he had before. Now, I don't mean to belabor the point on a coach that's not here anymore, but the thing is with Herm Edwards is that he knows there's a lot of gray in our world, whether it's football or outside of football. Not everything is black and white. He knows which battles to pick and which battles not, uh, just, uh, just to leave alone. He says that his program has standards, not rules. So I think this non-nonsense approach, which is really part of the pro model that Arizona State is trying to implement with its program, uh, having an athletic director, Ray Anderson, who was an agent in the NFL, also Roger Goodell's right-hand man back in the day, to have former players like Antonio Pierce and Kevin Mawai, Marvin Lewis, uh, former coach on the staff. I think it's just really that no-nonsense approach uh, by, by the coaching staff that was very endearing to the players who, uh, came, who were, uh, came over from the Todd, Todd Graham regime and obviously very endearing for the recruiting classes that took place since Herm Edwards uh, came came over here. He's a very engaging personality, somebody who really built built himself uh, being on ESPN for, for, for so many years. So I think that all those elements just created a perfect storm, if you will, of a program that is very appealing to recruits and really helped the players in the transition between the two coaching staffs. Hode, we're uh, familiar a little bit with Jaden Daniels up here because, uh, or we have been for a while because the Utes were recruiting him and, of course, uh, Arizona State landed him. And um, he, he hasn't been perfect by any means, although I, I believe he's only thrown one interception. But it seems to me like he just has a way about him where he goes out and wins. Talk about the, the, the performance from the freshman, and is he, is he surprising folks down there? Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's surprising, uh, not so much with his talent, but just really – with his poise, which I think is well beyond his years for a true freshman. Uh, just think about the fact that here we are 
six games into the season, and this true freshman quarterback has led not one, not two, but three game-winning scoring drives in the fourth quarter. That is something that you should not take for granted, even with a fifth-year senior quarterback, let alone a true freshman. And uh, I think that basically he has played a very, very clean game almost um, almost every week, had a lot of issues with the offensive line in the first in the first three weeks of the season. I thought that would really be to his detriment, being such a young quarterback playing on such a big stage. But to his, to his credit, and again, it just really goes back to his character, uh, he is really cool, con- uh, you know, cool, calm, and collected every time he takes to the field. Really makes a lot of good decision. Only has one interception, like you mentioned, and really epitomizing that dual threat uh, calling card that he came with. And it's really funny because uh, when he was being recruited, he didn't like to be called a dual threat quarterback. And in his defense, he threw for over ten thousand yards in high school. So this is definitely not uh, somebody who just makes one read and then takes off with his feet. So he definitely has been uh, able to uh, show that dual threat capability quite a bit uh, in, d- during our Arizona State's victories and obviously most notably having a 17-yard touchdown run against Washington State to win that contest. So I just really think it, it's really a perfect combination between his personality and his, uh, personality slash maturity and just his God-given talent being that true dual threat quarterback. Another guy the Utes really wanted was Adino Benjamin. He's a fine, fine running back. Uh, tell us what the uh, Utah defense is up against with him. Yeah, but the you know Benjamin, uh, I think the the biggest characteristic that he has, and probably not not very different than Utah Zach Moss, is that it's very hard to bring him down after the first tackle. He has a trademark uh, spin move that has really uh, helped him quite a bit in his success over here at Arizona State. And really just that perfect combination between strength and speed that he's able to exhibit on a, on a, on a lot of his runs. So I think those are some of the characteristics that really define uh, you know, Benjamin. Really hasn't had always the greatest offensive line to run behind, but as that offensive line has stabilized in the last few weeks, we're seeing the you know, Benjamin that we absolutely expected to see. There's no doubt in my mind that he has a whale of a test going against the Utah's uh, defensive line and the second-best run defense in the country, uh, giving up just under uh, 53 yards a game. But, uh, but Eno Benjamin is somebody who can run really well between the tackles, but when you get him in the open field, uh, he's also really, really hard to bring down. So I would say his yards after first, second, third contact, uh, that's really uh, his, his calling card and his, his biggest trait, I would say. Hode Rabino with us from Devil's Digest. Uh, speaking of running the ball on Zach Moss, uh, I mean, the, the Devils have been absolutely bottling up the run 11th, uh, 11th in the entire country. How hard is it going to be for you to establish a run game? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely uh, would expect Zach Moss to experience some difficulties. Uh, Arizona State has a, has a nose tackle by the name of DJ Davidson who, who played some Last year, I, I don't. I don't believe he played actually against against Utah. But in the three-three-five scheme of defense coordinator Danny Gonzalez, it's so important to have that stout nose tackle who can occupy more than one blocker on any given down. And DJ Davidson really is able to apply that uh, that theory very, very well. And the linebackers behind him, like Merlin Robinson, like 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 Darren Butler, are over there to uh, just. Uh, clean up the play, if you will. 
So I, I definitely think that Arizona State can give Zach Moss more of a challenge compared to the last two uh, games that Utah played against Washington State and against against Oregon State. But look, I'm not I'm not naive here to sit to sit and say that Zach Moss is going to gain only 50 or 60 yards on Saturday. It's probably going to be more than that. Even in an absolutely dominating AC 38-20 win last uh, season, I think Zach Moss had over 120 yards. So Zach Moss is definitely one of those players where, as the old saying goes, you can't stop it. You know, only help to contain him. I think if the Arizona State defense can contain him to, to, to some extent. I think they have they have the brown and they have the speed uh, to, to, to do that. Now, now it's just a matter of how much they can um, really contain him in critical in, in critical points of the game. And really, more importantly, if, if they crowd the line of scrimmage and able to harass uh, Tyler Hundley, can Utah's passing game really affect the uh, Arizona State defense that much? Because I, I've no doubt in my mind that Arizona State is really going to try first and foremost to stop Zach Moss and really would, would take the chances with Tyler Hundley and the, and the passing game uh, beating them on Saturday. So you talked about Daniel's ability to uh, lead uh, the Devils to game-winning drives late. What do you think, uh, what what will the personality of this game be? Is it going to be what you were describing there, a real physical affair, or do you think it'll be uh, sort of a whiz-bang, high-scoring thing? What, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I really kind of doubt that it would be a, a, a shootout um, at all. Uh, I think that the weather conditions, if they do hold true to the forecast right now, where it's supposed to rain basically from the opening kickoff until the final whistle, that is definitely a forecast that does not lend itself to a high-powering passing game by any by any sense of imagination. If I'm not mistaken, when Utah did beat Washington State a few weeks back, uh, it was raining uh, quite a bit during that game, and that affected Washington State, uh, a team that is very prolific uh, in their passing game, but in the running game, that's a whole different whole different story. And I think when they were faced with a, such a balanced offense like Utah, uh, that was really to their to their detriment. And that, aside from their obvious uh, shortcomings on defense, so I, I definitely expect a game where it's going to be really grimy, where the two teams are going to muck it up, and it's really going to come down to running the ball and be able to stop the run. I know it's one of the biggest cliches in football, but I think the character of both teams and, again, the expected weather conditions are probably really going to lend itself to that type of a game instead of Tyler Huntley and the Jaden Daniels each touring for 350 yards. I just really don't see that type of game uh, between these two teams on Saturday. He is world-famous internet sensation, Hode <laughs> Rabino from Devil's Digest with us on the big show. Hode, thank you so much for the insight, and we'll see you up on the hill on Saturday. Okay, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Hope. You know, talking with him makes me look forward to that game even more. This could be a fun game. I think yeah. so, too. Uh, okay, so so Hode said that uh, Herm has, has talked to him and, and said Herm was, was kidding. And, and Hode works with him and, and has probably got to know him That's uh, hard a little to believe, bit. isn't it? Can we play it, Austin? I know uh, Austin, of course, uh, the magician with the sound, has it right ready to go. <laughs> Listen to this and tell me if you think Herm Edwards is kidding. Code Rubino, Devil's Digest. Uh, Devil's Digest, huh? Yes, sir. Where are you located, my man? <laughs> right here in Tempe. Okay, Devil's Digest, okay. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm Catholic now, I'm a Christian. Watch out them devils. <laughs> Just saying. Well, you can see, you We're can, good, brother. We're you can good. see devils all, all over the place. I ain't so. taking it personal. <laughs> see, it would, it would appear that that was, was not in jest and that he... 
I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I agree with you, I think. <laughs> but then again, you know, Herm has a. Has I an thought we were the Wildcats. What is this school? <laughs> Herm's, Herm's got a personality, though. Uh, you know, maybe he's got one of those odd senses, yeah, senses of humor, you know? Yeah. Uh, Hode uh, by, is buying his explanation. Or, uh, explanation. I certainly think Herm has turned out to be a real nice fit for Arizona yeah. State, though. Yeah, he's, he's certainly doing some nice point. things. Yeah. But it was one of those deals, like like Hode was talking about there, where they hired this guy, and he seemed like he was complete. What was his attachment to Arizona State? Herm's? Yeah. Uh, well, his uh, former agent is the athletic director. <laughs> oh, okay. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? I mean, but... He just seemed. I, th- I think the words Hode used were out of touch. Yeah, and that didn't turn out to be the case. No, or at least he, or, or at least he's using a different approach that that has been effective. And, yeah. and the fact that they're five and one this year is is a. I don't want, like when you say is amazing, it sounds really demeaning, and I don't mean for it to come off uh, necessarily that way. But I mean, they lost their quarterback, and they lost the best receiver in the country. He was something. He was something. They're starting a true freshman at quarterback. Uh, you heard Hode. Yeah, but he was highly thought of. He was, and you heard Hode uh, listen to their uh, or allude to their offensive line issues. They were supposed to have a really good offensive line this year. They lost like three guys in fall camp for various reasons. Mm -hmm. They're starting two true freshmen. And that team uh, is 11th in the country against the run and has managed to be 5-0. and And, and the Michigan State isn't necessarily Michigan State from five years ago, but that's a nice win on the road. First yeah. game for a true freshman on the road. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this Arizona State team – uh, they're they're well coached. They uh, they're well coached, and uh, you don't have to convince anybody in the Utah program of that fact. I mean, they 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 got punched in the mouth twice by this team, twice in a row. We're live, Larry H. Miller, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, one oh nine oh five South Automall Drive. Come on out and see us. Not Sports Port, straight ahead, right here on ninety seven five and twelve eighty The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Brian Jones, CBS Sports. If Utah, they win out, they win the Pac-12 championship, how much are they going to rue that USC loss when it comes to conversations about the playoff? Well, I don't think it will hurt as much. It depends on how they went out going down the stretch and the fact that that game was earlier in the season. If you're going to lose, as a lot of these teams have found out, lose early, and then you see what materializes around the country. We'll see how many one-loss teams are still out there, and then we can make a true assessment of where Utah fits in. But I think they can get past that. You can't look down the road, still big games left, and I know it sounds cliche but it's pretty rudimentary. Take care of your biz. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. It's time for the Not Sports Report. Gordo, where are we going today? We're going to heaven. We're going to Iowa. Okay. Now, I don't know if this happens a lot in uh, every other state, but it happened in Iowa. 
Okay. Okay. So this so, doesn't happen all the time in New Jersey. So this family lived in this house for 10 years. And all of a sudden, they, they, they decided that they were going to move. So they decided to put the spruce up their house to get it ready to put it on the market. And then all of a sudden, their basement started filling up with five inches of animal blood, fat, and bones. Just out of nowhere, huh? Five inches of blood in your basement. Imagine, imagine discovering that. How does that happen? Well, this is how it happens. Their neighbor happens to be a uh, <laughs> a meat locker. Uh, is the the building next door, or they yes. share a building, or whatever? Yes, they share apparently some pipes, and a drainage pipe backed up from the meat locker, and all that gross stuff bubbled up into their basement. It's going to hurt uh, sale value right there. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to have a little water problem, but this is an animal blood problem. It's so gross. Can I do a... Can we Can we put Austin's acting skills to yes. the test here for a, yes. spe- oh, for a second? Uh, Austin, <laughs> Austin Horton, an a, a accomplished actor, comedian. Um, let's, let's do a little improv. You know what accomplished means, right? Uh, let's do a little improv. You're accomplished. Don't sell yourself short. Uh, a little improv with Austin Horton. Here's the scene, Austin. Gordon Monson discovers five inches of blood in his basement. Go. Stretch. Oh, man. Uh, 11.30? Too early to be waking up on a morning on Tuesday morning. I'm going to write this week six off. I'm going to walk down to the basement and see if... Uh, See if Lisa's got the fridge fixed yet. Oh, let's go to what? No, this is ridiculous. What is? What is this here, Lisa? Lisa, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I'm gonna call Joe Baird and edit my column. <laughs> They're pretty good. I thought it sucked. <laughs> it's pretty good. It sucked. That was that was not the way it would My happen. My Italian suede slippers. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of the time that John Wooden called me over to his house, and I thought that was a sticky situation. Let me tell you. How are you tying John Wooden with animal blood? Well, you don't like John Wooden? How, how about uh, Sylvester Stallone and, and playing polo at the Vegas grounds? Uh, Has he been working on this for a while? I'm just, I'm just picturing you yelling back up the stairs. He had it down with, Lisa, there's blood no, down the, here. The second furnace is all ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Chester, well done, Austin. Chester doesn't like this. None, I'm telling you that. <laughs> uh, Austin's good. He's he's a he's a good actor. That is for sure. Movie Catch zone the movie zone tonight. tonight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh man, good story. It's not often you find five inches of blood in your basement. No, I don't think that's ever happened at my house. At yours? No, I don't live next to a meat locker though, which actually <laughs> would would have some advantages though. No, sometimes like the studio's what? the same temperature as one. That's true. <laughs> well, if you want a nice fresh steak or something, you just you know. Wrap on the door. What is a meat locker? It's where you store meat. But who does that? Who 
does no, that? No, in, in this... <laughs> In this case, some dude named Doll. Isn't it called Doll's Meat Locker? <laughs> yes, but do, I mean, is it like a butcher shop, or do they just store meat? Well, I'm guessing they. Hey, uh, Doll, I got a little extra meat here. Can I just store it in your locker? I'm sure they make money in some way, shape, or form. So yeah, they probably sell it or store it. That's a that's a good point. You know, you go. Uh, do they have elk or anything in Iowa? You know, hunting. Stored at dolls. You think that uh, that has the potential to be a, a, st- a kind of a stinky situation, mm. kind of like a slaughterhouse? Yeah. You know, I when I was working for the L.A. Times, I had to write about how hot dogs are made. <laughs> there was beaks in there, Jake. <laughs> We've heard this story a hundred times. Let's move on. I love that beaks. Was just, that was just the start of it, man. So much. A meat locker. Oh. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Oh, coming up next, the annual GA uh, GM survey is out in the NBA, and uh, the Jazz are all over it. We'll we'll tell you where they came in, and we'll look at the rest of the league as well. That's all coming up straight ahead. We're live, Larry H. Miller, Chrysler. Everybody, everybody, lock up your meat. Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy. It's Ram Power Days and Jeep Adventure Days. You've got to take advantage of it. If you're looking for a deal, don't fall for a fake. Get the real deal from Larry H. Miller, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deal at LHMDeals.com or just come right out here to the Auto Mall in Sandy, 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. More straight ahead, 97. <laughs> Glad you guys are having fun. 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Joining us now, Mike Eugen. Mike, how are you? I'm doing quite well, and I think you guys are probably discussing the fact that one of the biggest games in the Pac-12 this year, no one's going to be able to see. Yep, and that, that would be it. I'm, I don't even live on the West Coast, and I'm irritated. The Pac-12 network, I get the idea. It's not good. I live in Florida, obviously. I get the Big Ten network, the SEC network, and the ACC network. Why isn't the Pac-12 on more outlets? I'll be serious. If you are the Pac-12 network, put Oregon State Cal on. Don't put Arizona State Utah. You're wasting one of your better games of the season, two ranked teams, and who's going to be able to see it? It's ludicrous. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.